have been in the middle of, of we've been doing a, I've been doing a passion series, and today I'll close that out. Uh, it is the events uh, prior to Easter and up to Easter Day is called the Passion Week. And how fitting that is for the passion that Jesus has for you and me. It was because of his love that he endured the cross for us. So we should be passionate for him. We should be passionate followers for him. Amen? That was good three and a half people, but that's okay. I mean, we can be passionate for everything else. Why are, why are we not passionate for the one who gave his life for us? The definition of passion is this, a strong and barely controllable emotion as in an intense desire or enthusiasm for something. And that's exactly what Jesus has for you. And man, let's have that for Jesus. He gave his life for us. Let's worship him and lift him up. So our desire on this Easter Sunday is to become more passionate followers of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is going to help us to do that. Today, there's one verse I'm going to give you to open up the message. And it really sums up the whole Easter story. It's found in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. And it says this, For our sake, he, talking about God, made him, talking about Jesus, his only begotten son, to be sin." who knew no sin, he was a sinless lamb of God, he was without sin, so that in him, Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. That is the Easter story, that is the gospel, that Jesus became our sacrifice. It was for our sake, it was our sin, that he took upon himself and bore them on the cross. He died for our sins, but he didn't stay dead. He rose again, and that's the reason we have to celebrate today, our risen Savior. So the Easter story is good news, but there is some bad news. It contains some elements of bad news, and the, the bad news is what makes the good news so good. So we're going to be looking at that today. The title of this message is, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for every person here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in this room. Thank you, Jesus, for the price you paid for us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for loving us so much that you would allow us the opportunity to be forgiven and to receive your Son and to live victoriously for you. We need you. Have your way. Church, would you pray this with me? Lord, speak to my heart change my life in Jesus name amen a man got a telephone call from his doctor and the doctor said about the medical report the test that we did on you last week um, I have some good news and some bad news which do you want first and the man responded well I'll take the good news first the doctor said, okay, the good news is this. You have 24 hours to live. And the man was shocked. He said, if that's the good news, then what is the bad news? And the doctor responded, well, I tried to reach you yesterday by telephone. <laughs> you know, I'm the bad news kind of 
first kind of person. I want the bad news first. If you ask me, do you want, I have good news, I have bad news, do you want, which one do you want first? I want the bad news because I want to celebrate the good news. I want to be able to appreciate the good news. Well, our verse that I opened with gives us the bad news first. It was for our sin. He who knew no sin became sin. And it says it was for our sake. So let's look at the bad news today. If you have your notes, you want to take notes, you can follow along. The bad news, the first element of bad news is this. We have all sinned. Surprise to anyone here? I would ask you to stand up if you have sinned before, but I don't want to identify the liars who would not stand. We have all sinned. Romans 3 tells us this, Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In this illustration today, this box represents our sin. This is a boxosin, okay? And some of us would not need this size box, but some of us would have a box that wouldn't fit in this room, right? And just think if we had a box that had all of our sin in it. What if today I could open this box and expose your sin? We all have lied. Probably most of us have cheated. Surely most of us have gossiped. Uh, maybe some of us have done much worse. I think it's pretty safe to say that all of us have had thoughts that we shouldn't have thought. What about words? Most likely we've had words that we shouldn't have said. What if we could open this box and then we can bring it out so we can expose those thoughts that you have. The Bible says that Jesus, that, excuse me, God knows our thoughts before we even think them. He knows. See, he, we do a pretty good job by keeping our sins a secret, storing them away. But we got some skeletons in the closet. And God knows everyone. He knows every sin. The bad news is we have all sinned. There's a sin issue. The reason why Good Friday is Good Friday is because it's good to us. But Good Friday was not good to Jesus, who was brutally crucified. He was beaten in such a way that he was hardly recognized as human as the flesh strands hang, hung from his body. The, the good news to us was really not good news for his disciples who, who saw their leader, their king, who they thought was going to establish this kingdom, kingdom on this earth and they would reign with him. They saw him murdered right before their eyes. Yeah, the good news is great. Thank God for the good news for us who believe. But it was not so good at that day. Why? Because we have 
sin. We all have sin. The bad news gets worse. There's going to be some good news, but let's look at the bad news. The bad news gets worse. Sin must be judged. God, the Bible says, is a just God. He judges sin. He must judge sin because he's just. And because of our sin, we must give an, an account. You may be thinking, well, surely, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I haven't really done those big sins. But what about those, some of those things that I mentioned, those small sins? They are all sin. It doesn't matter how severe the sin. If, if it's missing God's glory, which we all have, the Bible says, it's still sin. And sin must be judged. Romans says this, For we have all stand, for we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to me. Verse 12 says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Sin must be judged. God is the judge. Well, what about those sins that, ah, uh, maybe, you know, those thoughts, and maybe those words, uh, maybe, maybe they won't, we won't have to give an account for them. Well, the scripture says this, Jesus said, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. It's going to be quiet in your house for the rest of Easter. Nobody's going to say anything. So we all have sinned, and we all got some judgment. So the bad news can't get any worse. This element is this. Sin must be punished. Sin must be punished. You know, my mama did a pretty good job of punishing sin in our house. You kids today, y'all got it made. I wish I knew what a timeout was. I mean, my timeout was getting some feeling back in my buttocks. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? I wish I knew what it meant to be grounded. Wow. You just don't have any clue. One time, my mom gave me the luxury to choose my own switch. Well, being the smart, intelligent, little mischievous boy that I was, I found the smallest switch on that tree. How many of you understand that's a mistake? That thing danced all over my legs. Sin must be punished. Unfortunately, those sins that we do not repent of have a greater punishment. Romans 6, 23, it does say, for the wages of sin is death. Well, pastor, we all die. We die physical, but we live forever. And the reason we die physical is because when, physically, because when Adam sinned, the Bible said sin entered the world. And that's the reason why our flesh dies, because we were born with a sin nature. Even the best, the little baby has a sin nature. 
that has sin that has to be taken care of because of the nature of sin. So that physical death does not end our life. The death that you don't want to experience is spiritual death. Spiritual death means you are sentenced to punishment in hell because of sin. Now, did God create hell for you and me? No. The Bible says he created it for Satan and his demons. But because of our sin, our sin has to be judged. There has to be punishment. And the wages of sin is that spiritual death. Hell is real. There is a place called hell. And believe it or not, it's not a party place. It's a place of eternal torment. It's a place of torture, agony. It's a place that you would not wish on your worst enemy. Well, doesn't that sound like a cruel God? If he loves us so much, how would he send us to hell? No. There's some good news. He made a way of escape. Let's look at the, let me give you this scripture. On those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. And Revelation tells us, hey, they're just having a good time back there. They're doing good. Revelation tells us this. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. The good news, that's the bad news. The bad news is bad. But the good news is much better. Are you ready for some good news? The good news is this. Jesus paid for our sins. For every sin that may be in your box, every sin that's in my box, past sins, present sins, even future sins, Jesus has already paid the price for our sins. First John says this, he is the one who took God's wrath against our sins himself and brought us into fellowship with God. Verse 2 says this, and he is the forgiveness of our sins. And not only our sins, but all the world's sins. Every sin has been paid for. Every sin has been uh, purchased by Christ, by his blood. But we must receive him to get that benefit. It's called the gift of salvation. <clears throat> you see, I cannot earn that gift. It's a gift given. I must receive it. You must receive it. It is the way that we do not have to die that spiritual death that we can have our sins forgiven. It gets better. The good news gets better. You ready? Jesus not only paid the price for our sins, he made us righteous. What does righteous mean? Righteous means I'm in right standing with God. Oh, that's, that's just amazing. You've got to get this. When Jesus forgave you of your sins, the Bible says you become justified. That word means just as if you've never sinned. So when you ask Christ to forgive you, to come into your heart, you're forgiven of your sins, and you become justified just as if you had not committed those sins. 
so this big old box of sins gets destroyed out of your life. Aren't you thankful for that? And because of that, you, are, you become righteous in right standing with God. So what does that mean? You have a relationship with God. And it's more than a friendship. It is a family relationship. Why? Because you become a child of God. Look at what 2 Corinthians says. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let's look at John 1. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but all to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Isn't that amazing? That you and I, once we believe on Christ and we receive him in our heart, the forgiveness of our sins, that we become a child of God. A, a, it's, it's pretty good to be a child at our house because we spoil them rotten. We have one, of course, he's grown. Now we have a puppy that she is pitiful. I mean, she can't get no more rotten. And why? Because we have spoiled her. I mean, we, we just dote on her grandchildren. We're not going to even be able to help ourselves. <laughs> but God is a perfect God. He knows how to love on his kids. Some of you are sitting here today, many of us, all of us, can I say, we're able to sit here today in a church because our God loves us. Some of us, though, have had this big old box of sins for a long time, and we know what's in this box. And we know the miracle it is for us to even be sitting in the house of God being able to call upon his name. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Does anybody have a box that way? That it's even good for me even to be here, brother. You don't understand what I've done. God does. And he has saved you, delivered you, made you righteous. The good news can't get any better. Here's this one. Not only are we forgiven, not only are we righteous, able to have a relationship with God, that the good news is this, that gets better, Jesus gave us his spirit. This is what sets Christianity apart from every other religion. Every other religion has a God that they worship, that they try to attain favor from. Our God made the effort for our behalf. He sent his son to die for our sins. And when we believe on him, he actually puts his presence in our lives. No other religion does that. Why? Because it is not a true religion. It is fake. It is man-made. It is ritual. God loves you and I so much that not only does he save us, but he wants to put his spirit inside of you. Isn't that amazing? That God would move inside. We have this box of sin that he forgives. He'll do it in a moment. That when you believe on him, your box of sin gets destroyed out of your life. You become righteous in a right relationship with God. And then you actually can have his spirit move inside of your life to help you. My friend, that can happen in a moment. It can happen for you today if you have yet to make that decision. Jesus said this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because they, they, it neither sees him nor knows him 
You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So when you give your life to Christ, when I gave my life to Christ, he forgave me of my sins, I believed upon him, he forgave me of my sins, I became a child of God, and then his spirit moved in me to help me. Well, pastor, are you perfect? Does he make you perfect? No. He works on me. He's still working on me. And when I fall short, he'll convict my heart. When I sin, he'll convict my heart. He'll say, ah, that's not, that's going to distance you from God. I want to bring you closer to God. You got to deal with that. At that point, I, can, I repent. Lord, forgive me. You, you know, I've said this before. I try to repent every day. Lord, is there anything in my life that's not pleasing to you? See, if God shows you something in your heart today, it's because he loves you so much that he wants to bring you closer to him, but your sin separates you from, from him. There has to be something done with the sin. So he convicts your heart. He wants you to confess your sins. Forgive me, Lord, I'm sorry. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So just because I may sin one time doesn't mean I have to go back to this big old box of sin. I say, Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't have. Would you forgive me for my sins and I don't ever have to return to that box because of his spirit living in me. See, I don't have to have a checklist of sins. Should I do that? Should I? not do that I have his spirit inside of me leading me the same spirit that you have inside of you if you believe and we have to listen to him right we have to obey him and if you do it his way it's wonderful how many of you have proven that would you give God a big praise by clapping your hands yes Romans 8, 11 says this, If the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That you can have this new life in Christ. So many people come to the cross to get sins forgiven. And that is where we begin. We need sins forgiven. But we want Jesus not just to be our Savior, but to be our Lord. If you just come to the cross for sins forgiven, and you don't ask him to change your life, to come into your life to, and, and believe on him, you'll go back to this big old box of sin. And this is not what God has for you. He has his spirit to live inside of you to help you to have victory over that big old box of sin. The good news can't get any better, but it does. Here's the last one. The good news that gets better is Jesus is coming back. My friend, he is coming back soon. Well, preacher, you preachers have been saying that for a long time. Yeah, they said it when I was a little boy. And I believe it now more than I believed it then. Over the last decade, there's the technology available to be able to, for some of the end time events to happen like the Bible says, uh, it's available now. Jesus is coming back. And I believe I'm going to experience it in my lifetime.
what's it called? The rapture of the church. And I believe I'm going to have my feet leave the ground one day and meet Jesus in the air. Well, what happens, pastor, if you don't? And your fleshly body dies on this earth. Either way, I'm still getting to heaven. Don't you want to go? You can today. Jesus has already paid the price. He's already done everything he can do. He just asks you to receive it and live for him. Revelation says this, To him who loved us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7 says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will well on account of, on account of him. Even so, amen. Even those that pierced him on that cross will see. Those that he had to, Jesus, those that he had to submit to their authority on that cross, one day they'll submit to his authority. You see, the Bible said he was uh, led like a lamb to be slaughtered, to be crucified on that cross for us. He won't come back like a helpless lamb. He's coming back as the King of kings and Lord of lords. My question to you today is, are you ready for him when he does? He's coming back to get those who belong to him. Those, just say he doesn't come back for another hundred years. If you belong to him, you're going to be with him in heaven. The blood has already been spilt. The price has already been paid. The Holy Spirit is in this room right now to prick your heart. That means to stir your heart, to turn your heart toward God. Today, if you'll put faith in him and ask him to come into your heart, he will change your life. What a great Easter it will be. As we celebrate the life of Christ, it would be, he would be so thrilled, his spirit would be so thrilled, I know, to celebrate your new life in him. Jesus knows how to come to where you are. I understand there may be a little smoke in here. Please bear with me just for a few moments and we're dismissed. Sort of extreme way to present Jesus. But I'm telling you, speaking to someone who had him come to a bar to rescue me, to speak to me in a bar, to reveal himself to me, that's not too extreme. He'll come to where you are because he loves you so much. And he loves you so much because he's already paid the price for you. He refuses to let you stay the same. Today, I believe many of us can testify to that. That if we look over our life, that we can say, Jesus has revealed himself to me. I just haven't yielded to him yet. See, the Easter story is good news today. It's good news for, for you. There's some elements of bad news. Let me give you a few of those as we close this morning. The bad news is Jesus was crucified for our sins. The good news is Jesus was crucified for our sins. The bad news is Jesus died and was buried. The good news is Jesus died and was buried, but he rose to life so that you can have new life in him. 
the bad news is Jesus went back to heaven. The good news is this, Jesus went back to heaven to send his spirit to live inside of you, to help you. The bad news, Jesus gives everyone a choice whether or not to receive him, and many will not. The good news, Jesus gives everyone a choice whether or not to receive him. And today is a good day for you to receive him. Would you bow your heads just for a moment? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blood that was shed. It was our sins. It was for our sake. Today, if you're here and you've never accepted Christ, you, you might have prayed a prayer for him to forgive you of your sins but you've yet to accept him into your heart. And if that's you, we want to pray for you. We're going to do that in just a moment. I believe in a room like this, it was the same the first service. There's probably half of us that have something we need to repent of. We already know what it is. We've, we've committed our life to Christ, and, and, uh, but, but there's an area there that we need to ask him to forgive us of. Let's go ahead and make it easy for those that are going to commit their life for the first time. If that's you and you know, I believe in Jesus and I've accepted him in my heart, but there's something that he's showing me I need to ask him to forgive me of. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Now, I know there's probably a lot more, but that's between you and the Lord, okay? But in the first, first service, there was half of us. <laughs> Praise God for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to pray just a moment, asking him to forgive us of our sins. And he will. He will. If your heart means it, he will forgive you and purify you from all unrighteousness. You can put your hands down. Today, if you would like to ask Christ into your heart, you've, you've never really committed your life to him, but today you want to. If that's you, I would. It would be my honor to pray with you. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? No shame today and you want to commit your life to Christ yes praise God for you anyone else you can put your hand right back down God sees it anyone else thank you Lord Jesus raise it high so I can see it God does know and today we're going to pray and all of these all of this good news that we just talked about is going to happen for you thank you Lord Jesus anyone else just a moment pastor I'm feeling really nervous I'm feeling really really just a little anxious that's the lord loving on you friend the devil doesn't want him to come into your heart don't hesitate if that's you just raise your hand right where you are anyone let's pray this prayer together the, the person that i saw that raised their hand to commit their life to christ for the very first time we're going to pray with you and we're going to pray a prayer of commitment asking the lord to forgive us of our sins so this will be good for all the rest of us that say hey i need to repent We'll give you the words, but you give God your heart. Church, let's pray it together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'm going to do my best to live for you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen.